0: Well, there's an ever-changing cyber world around you and it can be pretty scary to know that employees make up 90% of the security awareness mistakes for workforces. 90%, that's a shocking number. I'm sure you're as shocked and horrified as I am. But this is research that comes straight from Kaspersky. They're a global leader in cybersecurity solutions and in services built to protect your home and business. I'm sure you've heard the name somewhere. But today, I'll be speaking to Leon van den Heerfer, who is the Enterprise Cybersecurity Advisor at Kaspersky for Africa. We'll talk to him about the cyber threat landscape and how you can prepare your business by upskilling your employees. So first of all, hi, Leon. How are you?
1: Hi, uh, guys. Getting yourself. Thanks for thanks for allowing me. Sure.
0: Have you also been working from home?
1: Yeah, it's been uh, almost like six months now working from home. Very very interesting times, I guess. Um, but it's it's very it's like you said earlier. You know, it's it's much better without the traffic involved and stuff like that, <laughs> and being able to manage your time a little bit better. But yeah, I'm starting to miss the people at the office though.
0: Well, wow, you never thought you'd say those words, huh? Nor did they. So, Leon, let's just talk about working from home because a lot of people have seemingly just carried on with what they were doing before if they can do their job from home. But you've got to consider a bunch of other cybersecurity risks when you are working from home. And why, and I'm going to ask you why, because you're the guy who can answer this, why is it important to pay attention to these new risks?
1: Actually, the problem comes that usually when you were working in office, uh, you would have a dedicated team taking care of cybersecurity or at least taking care of the IT infrastructure, having the knowledge to understand what to do and what not to do. So hackers are having a field day at the moment because your attack surface has expanded far beyond your office. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got people moving into remote working environments and obviously a lot of the companies have to mobilize their workforce extremely, extremely quickly. Some of them, yeah. in, in less than a week, they had to literally mobilize the staff. So it's important to note that the infrastructure that we have at our houses are more or less it's, it's consumer-grade infrastructure. So it's there with ease of use in mind and not necessarily security first. So this is a very big cybersecurity issue for most of the companies that they are struggling with this at the moment. Um, and there's obviously there's a lot that can be done about it but it was just the time that was involved in this rapid move over into mobilizing workforces really put a lot of companies in a difficult difficult spot and of course everything in and that. of course
0: companies can't be there in your in, in your home infrastructure to make sure everything is firewalled or taken care of from a security point of view you know you just use your home internet like you would have at the office and that that can be very very dangerous Absolutely. Yes. That's, that was the first challenge is the
1: logistics behind how do you actually get hands on to the small home networks, mm. the home offices now. Um, so obviously there's some remote tool capabilities, but that also required some awareness training and, and, and enhancing of skills of the staff. So it's, just, it, it was a nightmare for a lot of, especially the big organizations, you know, they've got thousands of people that had to be mobilized suddenly. We're talking about some organizations that had to mobilize entire call centers. Um, And some of these guys might have an unstable connection at home. So there's that question. There's the question of, like you just rightfully said, your router that you get from whatever supplier doesn't necessarily have all the security measures in place to run.
0: I mean, most people don't even change the password on their return. You know, they just use admin. Yes. It's frightening.
1: hundred yeah. percent. So that, that is, that's one-on-one.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, Leon, the size of your business doesn't matter here either because big businesses are targeted just as much as little ones.
1: Yeah, so the, the thing is that big businesses, small businesses, no one's really surprised being able to scale into remote workforces slightly better than most SMBs. SMBs are having a bit of a challenge due to obviously lack of resources and skills at some points in time. Um, so that might be the, the reasons. Um, While the bigger enterprises, obviously, they could mobilize maybe funds from another budget, like maybe a marketing budget, because they might not be doing events for that year or something like that, mobilize that funds and quickly put up the right infrastructure done by the right skillful Mm -hmm. people. So we have seen a little bit of difference between SMBs being a little bit more vulnerable during this time than enterprises. But nonetheless, I mean, there's not really a big difference. No one's immune. At the end of the day, internet has made the world very, very small. So a hacker can attack a big corporate, a small corporate, thousands of corporates at the same time. It really doesn't matter to them. It's all about the intention and what they want to gather from that attack.
0: Let's just talk quickly about preparedness, um, because inadequate preparedness and cyber awareness are obviously things that are you, you, you're taught in in particularly in IT departments within big businesses and small. But it's something that most people don't really know very much about. So how does that help employees to make the business less risky, I suppose?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So preparedness is actually the big problem here, is that no one could have obviously been prepared for what COVID had in stake and how fast anyone needed to react to that. Not even uh, the biggest corporates with um, the biggest disaster recovery plans would have ever been able to predict uh, this level and scale of mobilization of workforce. But at the end of the day, preparedness is the biggest uh, issue here. At least some some base knowledge needs to be put in place. I mean I always say that there's two things they don't teach you in school and that's taxes and cybersecurity. At the end of the day, we were given these handheld devices with the world's power at your fingertips. It it's almost like going into a war without any weapons training. We were just given this enormously powerful tool yeah. and it's 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 clicky and fun and interactive and it's got so much power but we were never really taught uh, what the downfall and 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 how to really work with these devices properly. So preparedness is absolutely key and that's where we try and come into play is just to kind of help with awareness and so on um, and getting people to breach that gap.
0: What about the importance of, of just general digital literacy? I mean, that's a big deal. Um, employees aren't necessarily digitally aware and, and, and able to figure out their way through a program or through an app to know how safe or unsafe they are. How can Kaspersky support businesses with this awareness? I mean, what do you guys offer training programs, um, sustainability what, what kinds of things do you offer?
1: Yeah, the, this is actually um, a very important topic. And something that I'm quite passionate about is the fact that, you know, us as Kaspersky, we, we a worldwide organization, and, but not a massive organization with 4,000 plus people. A third of us are r and And then we've got a team of great members. We call them great global research and analysis team. These are some of the most highly skilled, notorious uh, malware analysts in the world. And we can't save the world from cybercrime by our own hands. We're just not big enough. So we really try and enable um, everyone of every organizational type from every skill level to get up to speed on cybersecurity and cyber awareness. So the product that we have at the moment for literacy is called ASAP, it's um, Automated Security Awareness Platform. And what this does, it's a very, very interesting solution. I love the way that they executed on it, especially when it comes to pre-assessment of your skill level. So the big issue with a lot of these training programs that's introduced into organizations is that either they're boring or either you can't get the people to learn or unlearn stuff to relearn new stuff. There's always a problem to get people interactive and get them involved into the training So we've actually got a a curriculum that was worked out by cybersecurity professionals, but also by learning and academia professionals to understand exactly what are the actual things that hold back people psychologically from the training and how can we make them get involved. So we actually created a program that is developed around the Ebbinghaus Learning Curve. Um, This is a methodology of learning and relearning people the same stuff over and over until the software sees that you've got a grip of it now. What what Um, is that called? The Ebbinghaus Learning Curve. Okay. Yes. So it's it's just a technique of relearning to a point where your knowledge has become a skill. Uh, So skill is obviously applied knowledge um, so that you don't just think about this stuff for a couple of weeks and then you lose track and you start getting involved in other stuff. And when you revisit that topic, you forgot uh, what's important. So we really want to build skills instead of just pumping people with knowledge. It's also beneficial for their own personal life. At the Mm -hmm. end of the day, they can speak to their neighbors. They can speak to their kids. I mean, I see kids as young as 10 years old running around with tablets these days, and I just think, you know, what's what's this world come to? There's no problem with it, but there needs to be a level of understanding as far as cybersecurity. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: I mean, kids are so much at risk, and and parents just seem to think that kids will know where the lines are and whether or not they should Mm -hmm. cross them. And they don't. I mean, most people, most adults are still figuring this stuff out, right?
1: Most of the kids have more skills than the adults do. Um, <laughs> exactly. So, if you've got problems with your internet, you can ask your 10-year-old, they will probably know how to fix it. Mm. Um, but at the end of the day, they also do it mostly for, for personal gain. It's, it's a, mm. they're kids. So, they don't think about the consequences. They don't think about the, what could go wrong at the end of the day. And this is where we try and obviously bring back that little bit of awareness to understand what mistakes to avoid.
0: So give us a, a few tips and some advice for free, because that's what a lot of people want. I know that you, you, we usually have to pay for this, but during this time where we're working from home, where a lot of people are, are trying to do things off-site, they're using uh, mobile technology, they're using home internet, give us a few tips and, and tell us what we can do and not do to keep ourselves safe?
1: Yeah, so there's a few things that we've seen rising, especially during the COVID period, uh, that should be like top of mind. And the first thing that we've noticed the massive uptick in is fake news. And fake news is not, there's some dual purpose in fake news. One of the reasons people publish fake news is to obviously get bandwidth or move traffic to a specific maybe marketing engine. The other reasons could be that there's nefarious activity behind the link. So if you click on the link, it takes you through to something that's of malicious intent. Uh, We've actually seen, for example, pictures of a Black Friday horde of people, you know, going through a a glass window, you know, to get into a store. And they said that this was people that were rushing to get PPE equipment from pharmacy, pharmacy. And that was obviously false news to create panic, create havoc etc so that's one of the things we've also unfortunately seen a massive rise in ransomware and brute force attacks because now you've got your normal users sitting at home that used to be in a business now you can brute force them because one of the biggest problems that people have and i'm getting to the skills just now or a couple of tips is they don't have proper passwords and it's really, really strange. I mean, if you think about it, your car, your house, your vault, they all have separate keys, right? Why don't you do that for your digital life? Why, why do so many people have one password that they seem strong and they have it for their, their, you know, their banking, they have it for their Gmail or their Yahoo, they have it for everywhere. If I can get into your yeah. Gmail, I can essentially unlock your entire life. That's um, right.
0: People use the same one for their bank, for heaven's sake, you know? I know, exactly. And then they don't change them, ever. No.
1: Or they (laughs) add a a one to the end, then a two, then a three. So to get to the tips, first and foremost is the passwords. Try and think about a way to get... You can even Google techniques on remembering passwords. If you really do struggle, there are products on the market that Password manages. Um, Kaspersky has one as well, where you will need to remember one password and that password unlocks all your very, very strong passwords that Kaspersky generates for you. The other thing that we've seen a massive uptick in, and this is something that just needs to be trained, is people clicking on phishing. Uh, link. Mm. phishing is obviously i think a lot of people are aware of what phishing is because the banks have done a really good job of making people aware through their constant emails and note- notices but it's the process of just u- using human weakness to socially engineer you into clicking something that you're not supposed to click on and we've seen a huge rise in this i've actually had um, in my family i'm now the local guy that they send all these sms's to you with bit.ly links on them that says that uh, for example you need to go and sort out your taxes here, yeah, click on the link to verify your details, and then I can go and execute that link safely in a virtual environment to check what it's about. And then it's all defrauded or um,
0: oh my god, fake
1: versions of the original websites, whether it's a bank, whether it's the tax uh, yeah. or, or something like that. So phishing links, you really need to start uh, focusing on. And then obviously, not just that, there's people falling for scams still, these days, I, I don't understand how people still think you'll get random SMSs giving
0: you money or <laughs> allowing you to win stuff. Yeah, I mean we can all dream, but it's nonsense, right? It's just it's, nonsense. It's not. It's absolute nonsense. And at the end, you, get, no, you right? get nothing for nothing. There's no such thing as a free lunch. And if you mm-hmm. fall for that stuff, you know, yeah. No.
1: And I mean, if for some reason someone gave you a free lunch, then pass up that one free lunch.
0: Yeah, because there's probably a cost attached at the end that you don't know about that's going to be horrible. They're going
1: to sell you something. Exactly. (laughs) Um, If all else fails, call your IT people. So if you think you were maybe attacked, if you think there was a breach, if you think something happened, ask your IT people. Please have a look. Don't keep quiet. Let's, Let's quickly sort it out and see what's going on. Thank you.
0: Leon, thank you so much. Leon van Heerfer is the Enterprise Cybersecurity Advisor at Kaspersky in Africa, and you can find out more about Kaspersky's SMB Business Solutions, particularly their Automated Security Awareness Training, which is a platform for increasing digital literacy of employees. You can find out all about that on the web. If you need to know, just ask Kaspersky. They're your first stop to figure this stuff out. Thanks so much, Leon. Thanks a lot, Gareth. Appreciate it. Cliffcentral.com